Take off, you hosers. What's my motherfucking name? Are you Ellie? Blowing back when it's Mary Jane. I'm analyzing the game. And the game done chose me. To bring pain to pussy niggas and pussy hoes that one and the same. Ever since you told me. There's only room for two. I've been making less room for you. Now only God can hold me. Hug me, love me, judge me. The only man that hovers above me. Hey guys, welcome back to Hosers. My name is Chris Killingsworth. Joining me as always is my co-host Carter Lupel. Carter, what is going on, my dude? How's it going, Chris? It's going good. And joining us, uh, who's one of our reoccurring guests, our BFF, Thomas Williams. What's going on, man? Nothing. It's third time is the charm, so hopefully I won't fuck up. So let's go. You're a friend of the show friend of the now. show. Friend of the show friend status. Of the show. We should, there we should you get go. a friend of, friend of the show. Like a soundboard? Like M- <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll pay a voiceover guy to, like, do all of our, uh, like, voiceover parts. Although, I'll be honest, Thomas, you got me onto this podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should definitely listen to it. Real good show. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has quickly become, like, one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to it all the time. The and I love when Justin... Like, does his voiceover guy voice, even though you know that he's doing it live and it's not, like, recorded? Yeah, it's just, like, he just turns it on and it's like, oh, yeah, he's doing that. All right. (laughs) If you can do it, man. Listen, if I had a voice like that, I would announce any time I go anywhere. It would be awesome. Do your radio voice, Chris. uh, Do your radio voice. I don't really have one. I think I, like, can turn it on a little bit. Uh, Like, okay, hold on. (laughs) Hey, and welcome to Hosers. This is episode 20, starring your co-hosts, Chris Killingsworth and Carter Lupel. And then I, like, move my mouth away from the mic. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I also, this this thing I've been noticing a little bit more in podcasts that I've been listening to over the summer, because there's not a lot of hockey going on, so I'm, like, going back and listening to older shows, is how the producer... Like, I think just the third person on any podcast just becomes the producer. Have you guys noticed that? And sometimes the producer has a mic and other times he doesn't have the mic. But at what level in doing a show do you have to have your own producer? Like, uh, typically... You're making money. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a mixing board, Chris? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I think that's the benchmark. <laughs> I mean, we don't need that shit. I know what I'm doing <laughs> for the most part, except sometimes when there's like an echo, like the time that I mixed the episode with Tim and I was wasted when I was mixing it and it sounds like shit, but oh, the no one's classic perfect. ID 10 T problem that you had there. Oh, could be an ID 10 T problem. <laughs> it's a nice little callback there before we hit record. Carter was complaining. Of, what were you even talking about? No, Carter? I was, I was saying like, so my garage band, whenever I start a new track, even though I've started another one, it actually has everything that I've done previously, and I accidentally hit record, and it tacked on to the end of what we had done last time. Love it. And then I said, sounds like an ID10T problem, and, Chris and Thomas in obviously the... got the joke because he's hilarious. Well, no. Carter... I actually didn't. I was like, ah, yeah, guys, yeah. Oh, so oh you've never, you've no. never heard that reference no. before? Classic Cleveland. It's part of the genius bar. It's okay, well, buddy. You Listen, you don't have to out, be a right? part of the genius bar to say ID10T. I actually know what I probably heard it somewhere when I was working. I can't remember, but one of my favorite things is 
yeah, when people say ID10T, and I remember the time, like, like, just like basically what just happened to Carter, you have somebody write it out, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that spells idiot. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. And then Carter asked me if I wanted to be a part of the Pen15 Club. Who doesn't? Uh, okay, so let me tell you a quick story about the Pen15 Club. <laughs> I was and is, <laughs> I was and am a card-carrying member of the Pen15 Club. <laughs> So when I was in, uh, I was in, so it was my first day of grade nine. Uh, that's when you tried eight, to convince your mom. I was, what? That's when you tried to convince your mom to get part of the club in grade no, nine. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Mom, these that's guys, coming, that's these coming guys after. put me into a club. Yeah, exactly. So what ended up happening was, uh, I grew up in a small town, as you guys know, I've talked about it on the show lots of times and so basically I got on the bus and, uh, you know, they were, they had some people, you know, some grades 10, 11 and 12 on the bus. And because I lived in Angus and the high school I went to was in Barrie, which is like a 25 minute bus ride away. I was like, you know what? I'm not letting any of them write niner on my forehead. I am going to stand up for what I believe in. And anyways, so... (laughs) This fuck yeah no it is funny it's I'm true. I'm an independent ninth grader and I won't let anyone put yeah. me around. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much yeah. So I got on the bus. I sat down. There's this fucking guy. I'm gonna call him out on the show right now. He was one of my bullies when I was growing up. Paul Kudeman. Oh, kind of fucking him. last name is. Yeah, who who's named Paul nowadays? It's not even Paul. What kind of last name is Kudeman? Oh, that was doesn't. I was just doesn't matter. Bugging Paul Marshall a bit. Yeah, it's a, we, like a little we, we jab. I like that. We know so he hasn't I, listened. <laughs> I hadn't seen Paul Kudeman in several years because he was in high school and I was still in elementary school. He comes up to me and this girl who, funny story, my friend Miles, who I know listens to the show, his now wife, and I sat beside his wife, Caitlin, and he came up and started writing shit on her forehead with a permanent marker. So I grabbed his hand and I said, that's enough, Paul. And then he said, shut the fuck up. And then he wrote <laughs> penis all over my face. <laughs> I tried to say that's that. That's enough, uh, mister. I did. I was, I was a white yeah. knight. And it's, it's even funnier now because Miles, who listens to the show... I don't even know if he knows that story because I just remembered how funny it was. Oh my God. And then, of course, I had penis written all over my face for the first day of grade nine. So whatever. Doesn't bother me. I'm glad you guys think this is so funny. Pyro had you penis guys... written all over his face. What? You never had anything bad like that happen to you, Carter? Pyro killings were penis all over his face. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All I'll say is that I think she respected me a little bit um, because I stood up to the bully. And anyways, you guys know that was a challenging point in my life. Grade eight, grade nine. I don't know if I told you this this story, Thomas, and I don't know if I talked about it on a previous show. But in my grade eight yearbook, uh, I had... And, and I have it like it's it's in the other room behind me back here. There is a period of time when the X-Men movies came out and I wanted all of my friends to start calling me Pyro. It's weird. It's really fucking weird. So all of my all of my like grade eight, like grad photos and like my yearbook, they all say shit like to the tune of like 
Hope we're still friends in high school, Pyro. <laughs> it's it's really weird. Chris Pyro Penis <laughs> Killingsworth. That's your... Yeah, Pyro Penis. Yeah, Pyro Penis pyro Pen 15. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, shit. listen, I'm happy to be back, guys. We're back for episode 20. Yeah, how about hockey? That means that. Yeah, we can talk about hockey. No, Just no. means that. Somebody's been listening to this podcast for over 20 hours of their life. That is. It's actually probably more than that. It's probably closer to like 35 or 40 hours. So thank you for spending an entire work week listening to <laughs> Carter and I and Thomas a few of those times. We appreciate it. Uh, where do you guys want to get started, Thomas? Let's let's uh, let's throw things over oh, to God. you. You've been writing some cool stuff these days. Uh, you wanted to talk about an article that you just wrote. I haven't read it yet, oh, so no. why don't you give us I'm a scoop? A live, let's hear a it. live reading right now. It'll be just half an hour. Start from the How's beginning. it formatted? APA or Chicago MLA, style? MLA. 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 Okay. He's an art uh, student. So it's basically, it's on Wings Nation right now. It's under the title Defenseman Shoot the Damn Puck. Because um, I was just casually going on natural stat trick, as obviously everyone does. Just casually. Um, and then I discovered that... Shout out Brad T. Yeah. I just discovered that, uh, that all of Detroit's defensemen had basically one of the lowest like altogether individual Corsi for so that's any individual shot attempt a player made not when they're on the ice but then themselves tried to attempt a shot um so basically like i was wondering why this was and could it be solved for like detroit's offensive problem because basically they didn't have any offense coming from the blue line except like Mike Green occasionally on the power play, but this is more on even strength. My boy. And then, uh, so, yeah, I basically discovered that, like, not by a lot, but Detroit had the worst sum total of individual Corsi 4. This is probably not interesting to a lot of people, but, like, it was just interesting to me to see, like, that Detroit was the worst at something other than just, like, middling in the pack of like they're the worst you said it you said it buddy i was gonna go oh, there yeah. but i was like no well, like, this moment, it was them and moment. the sabers and i was like oh god like when you're comparing the defense to the sabers then you know you're fucking up um so when you're when you're talking about shot yeah. attempts uh for those of the listeners who are maybe uh you know they haven't read stat shot by rob volman shout out rob volman um or you know maybe aren't as familiar with the analytical side of things um what are the things that you would want to use and why do people track shot attempts? So give, give the listeners so a little bit of an idea what that looks so like. The two stats that you need to look for is Corsi and Fenwick. Corsi is basically anytime a player attempts a shot, whether it's blocked, missed, saved, an actual goal, it's anytime like rebound, whatever. Um, Fenwick is all of those, but not blocked shots. So there are shots that were actually towards the net that actually went somewhere instead of getting blocked right away. Um, so there's a little bit of difference. Like you could see if some people prefer one or the other, just just because it's just information. Um, so have you ever met somebody that's like, you know, I'm an <laughs> analytics guy. I don't fuck with Corsi. I've always been a Fenwick well, guy because my so Micah Blake McCurdy hockey viz. Uh, ineffective math all that shout out um he uses fenwick for he just calls it unblocked shot attempts but like he uses that for all of his charts on his site so it's more like yeah. of an actual scoring chance other than like 
defenseman just shooting it into like the winger that is lying down on the ground or something like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it basically, it by tracking these, you know how much the other team has the puck because it's such a fast-paced game. You can't just count. You can't have a percentage of possession like soccer. Um, it's just more useful when you know like how many shots are going the other way, and you can figure this out yeah. with like. Um, other factors like zone starts like if a player starts 30% of their shifts in the defensive zone you'll obviously they're going to get shelled because or sorry the other way around 30% offensive so they're mainly in the defensive they're going to get shelled because the other team is by the opposite in the offensive zone so therefore they're shooting so um, so there's a lot of factors going in but basically it just I wouldn't I would I don't like calling like Corsi possession it's just like a weird pet peeve of mine like um it's mainly just to track who is getting more of the offensive chances and who's actually creating more scoring chances that's okay a, that's cool. a very long-winded way of saying it but yeah no i i mean i appreciate the explanation i know we have some listeners that are you know interested and and, and know what all this means but you know as to not alienate the ones who don't thank you for you know describing what that is now based on your findings was there like what do you think are the reasons that you know they're they're having such a hard time with that and, and how do you think that they could go about solving it for this upcoming season is it just mike green <laughs> uh, this isn't a looks competition this is know, everyone's just too distracted. we're talking about shot attempts so carter i included in my article of on like looks. um basically that they weren't attempting to shoot but then i was like okay maybe obviously people are gonna be like oh but they're always passing the puck so they're never gonna be shooting um so then i looked at their shot assist because i'm an asshole um so and then <laughs> i appreciate and then that actually like nick jensen who i have like a huge like analytics boner for um is like he was in the he was at the highest for shot attempts in the 77th percentile of um, sh- shot assists for um, per 60. So he was the only one really passing the puck to get shots on, like, to get shots towards the net. Um, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who does, who's he usually paired with? Because he's right-handed D-man, he's right? He's right-handed. He was paired with DeKaiser and uh, Erickson, I think, for a good portion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know it was Erickson and Daly for a while. Daly playing the right side. And then DeKaiser would play with Green. And then Jensen would play with, like, I don't know, like, whoever was left. I can't really think right now. I blocked all of the Red Wings last season out of my mind because it was horrible to watch. But, um, yeah, like, it was, I don't know. He, he only got, like, 16 minutes a night on average. Like, he should be getting more. But, uh, but what can you do? Yeah, I like I like Jensen a lot. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, obviously this is like such a slow, boring time of year. Um, I'm curious to see what the blue line is going to look like for for Detroit this coming year, and see, you know, if they're able to infuse that blue line with you know a little bit of more um, pizzazz, younger puck moving defensemen. Um, I wonder if that will fix things. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, who's who's really the trigger man 
for for Detroit, like well, on their power play and things like that. Well, that's the problem. They don't really have one. Like you could say Mike Green, but then he wasn't really producing a ton on the power play, anyways. Like he he wasn't totally effective. Their power play was okay. Like I don't know. It was basically just Nielsen was crazy on the power play because he had like I think two point five primary points per 60 which is a stupid stat and so or not stupid stat but it's like a complicated (laughs) like oh yeah he's good but let me like put out all these numbers and then just like not make any sense in words but yeah um, it's a little nonsensical i agree with you i just i wonder if like green's a shooter if you know what i mean hey carter he's a shooter like you know he's a shooter (laughs) you bet your ass he's a shooter (laughs) <laughs> what I really what, like what I expect to happen I know Anthony Mantha you know played a pretty pivotal role in the power play for Valdor when he played in junior do you think that you know he might turn into a guy that just starts shooting a little more do you know what his shooting percentage was last year off the top of your head I don't off the top of my head but I know that he was he led the whole team in Corsi 4 percentage on even strength so he was he's basically the only player that's actually good on like suppressing shots and shot attempts on both sides of the yeah. ice he was actually pretty balanced Larkin on the other hand who was his line mate for most of the time um, he kind of allowed those really high quality chances um, if anyone follows uh, Manny Hockey Emmanuel um, he does he, his new war system basically breaks down all the different aspects of the game and like how much little minimal war of it and Larkin's shot qualities against already cost the Red Wings 1.2 wins so just getting just having Larkin on the ice and having those shots quality against so getting primary scoring chances right in front of the net cost the Red Wings more than just one win which is crazy that's just one player that's playing like 20 minutes a night and it's just him like he it was only him and Panarin was only the worst one, which is kind of funny because it's Panarin. But, like, um, yeah, it's just crazy to think of the next, like, worst on the Red Wings was, like, a whole win behind him. Or, I guess, in front. But, like, yeah. Yeah. So, if Larkin figures that out and then him and Mantha could be, like, a crazy power duo on both sides of the ice, almost. Yeah. And now, um, for the people who aren't familiar with the term war, means wins above replacement, uh, what would you like? How would you describe that to the listeners as to what that is and how it relates to your article? So it's obviously uh, it's a baseball stat first off, which is kind of easier to predict because you have like it's more single events, so you know how much a player is contributing to the game. Um, but with hockey, it's kind of it's more complicated and broken down. Um, so everyone has their own system. Everyone has their own equation for war right now um some of it differs a lot but it's basically just summing up a player's value of how much they contributed to their team in winning the game it's super simplified it's one number that someone can look at and be like that player was good but it's complicated because it's not fully developed and it's not I wouldn't say it's 100% safe to just be like, okay, that player's a like 1.2 war player. Perfect. Like he's good. Then it's like, it's so hockey's just a weird sport to kind of really analyze anyways, because it's so fast. It's so moving. I almost feel like it's just easier to 
analyze systems and like the players don't really matter unless they're like super elite elite players like 20 players are irreplaceable in nhl everyone else is just like a mannequin on skates they could just like (laughs) if they're coached well then it's fine (laughs) like i don't know carter do you have do you have any questions about uh, thomas's article at all before we move on um well thomas just make sure that article um that you mentioned just with like those very in-depth like minute stats make sure you get it to us i'd love to take that a read and maybe post in the show show notes so we can yeah we'll post it in the show notes for sure corsica so manny manny who runs corsica has his own blog and he and he wrote like this whole thing on his on his war equation so it's like I'll get you the post and everything, but it's just like yeah. this huge, massive thing of how he went into it. I read it. I didn't understand a lot, so don't like trust me. Everything I say, um, <laughs> you're but, really underselling it, buddy. You but, did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I read it. And I was like, okay, this is over my head. So I just trust him that he's like, t- like obviously very smart. So I'll be like, okay, yeah, perfect. Like he's that value of player. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. He's also. He's also done a lot of really cool stuff uh, with draft projections and stuff like that. I've, he, I've always liked his stuff, but some of the stuff that he's it's doing... It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. He's oh, like, my God. He, he was, like, never paid attention to the draft. Like, following him on Twitter, like, he never paid attention to the draft. He didn't really care. He was just more of, yeah. like, on-ice NHL. And then he took himself more seriously. I think it was, like, a couple months ago where he deleted his old Twitter where he basically just shit posted and, like, made fun of people. And then I was like, yeah. okay. And I'm a good. couple couple butt pics here and yeah. there but oh, hey yeah. i'm not judging i'm not judging it's i think that shit's hilarious but <laughs> yeah i, I, thought yeah, it was no, I like, agree with you he wanted to like take seriously and then he was like okay i'm gonna go into the draft and then he's suddenly like the best draft like value like projector i've seen like he goes so in depth like crazy it'll be interesting to see um you know some of the stuff that he has for the upcoming draft um, I know, Carter, you wanted to talk about the Halenka tournament. We can talk about some of the prospects that were playing in that. But before we get to that, I just need you to know that I just went on uh, Detroit's Cap Friendly just to take a quick look at some of the D-men that they have. I didn't realize that Stephen Weiss is still on the books. <laughs> well, three more years. Three more years. Oh, that wow. is honestly mental. That's your, I pris- can't that's your prison that. sentence. Three more years. <laughs> Well, like, it's weird because, you know, Toronto, like, they're not really one to talk. They still have Nathan Horton on the books on LTIR. And, you know, I, I think, like, up until this year, they had Lupul and, like, all this stuff. But Tim Gleason. It's crazy. Tim Gleason. Yeah, exactly. So, but, yeah, no, it's it's interesting, man. And I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, the kind of response that the article gets. And, and I look forward to reading it in a little bit uh, more depth. Uh, Carter, you wanted to talk about the uh, Gretzky Halinka. Is that what they're calling it now? I just call it the Halinka tournament. Yeah, no, Gretzky's everywhere now. I, I don't support it, but it's uh... <laughs> yeah, you're you're a big Mario guy. You're more more Mario than Gretzky. That's how I am. No oh, joke. Yeah. Did I ever tell you guys the Gretzky story? That like with my dad and myself. No, you should probably tell us the story. Though I think I have a feeling I know where it originates from because I know your dad played for the Kings many, 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 many years ago. Many moons but... ago, and only a few games. <laughs> hey, listen, buddy. Well, if you play it. in the show, you still get a couple of games. Who Yo, cares? You should, have, you should have only got one game, and then be like one night only. Perfect. There you go. Okay, <laughs> no, tell played, us the Gretzky like story. No, he. So they were. Um, they made friends just because he was in the system. Um, he, he actually left the system as 
Gretzky was coming through the system. Um, so he left just as Gretzky was transitioning in, and they had made friends, and they had stayed friends um, throughout, like, many years, like, throughout the 80s, throughout the 90s. And um, I had a hockey tournament in Toronto when I was younger, like, grade 8, grade 9-ish, and um, we went to Wayne Gretzky's, like, to have dinner, like, just my dad and myself. And when... Uh, I guess Wayne Gretzky was there because it had just opened, I guess, or they were doing some event. I forgot that he had a restaurant called Wayne Gretzky's, too, and you were like, yeah, and then we just went to Wayne Gretzky's. I was like, holy fuck, was his daughter there? (laughs) Go on. Uh, (laughs) And so he, like, sat down, like, before, we had, like, just sat down, and then, like, he walked by, like, one of the, like, traditional, like, restaurant owners, like, oh, how are you liking the thing? And then, like, recognized that it was Craig, and they had a conversation. He sat down and ate with us all night, and him and my dad drank, and we had, like, apps and food and everything. And they, at, the, at the end of the night, Gretzky got up, and then the waitress brought us our bill for us to pay. And my dad was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay that bill, buddy. And couldn't find Wayne, like, couldn't, and, like, just to, like, be like, are you serious? And so my dad ended up having to pay for everything. And Wayne just, like, got up and left. I love that. That was, uh, so ever since then, our families had a, so my dad used to have, like, a collection of signed Wayne Gretzky jerseys, like St. Louis, uh, Conference All-Stars, like, L.A., like, all, everything he's ever played for. And he gave it away to somebody (laughs) after that. That is unreal. He just, like, hates Gretzky. I have, a, I have a story that you'll love then. Okay, so basically, my so my mom grew up in Brantford, famously oh, of, Brantford, great, Ontario. of Wayne Gretzky. And her childhood house backed onto, like, Walter Gretzky's house. So, like, and they're yeah. about the same age. So my sister actually became Is best the grass brown from the outdoor rink that was out there? I don't know. I My mom just <laughs> told the story, and it's, like, getting shorter and shorter. So... I think you've told me this story before, yeah, and I'm, I think I'm pretty sure you have. And I, I just, I think I know how it ends, but I wish it ends with your mom being like, "Listen, I saw that motherfucker on the ice maybe <laughs> once or twice a week. All of this Canadiana lore about Walter fucking bag skating him before school is bullshit." <laughs> well, like, so, so she became friends with Gretzky's sister. Who was like older than him and like th- at this point i think gretzky was like eight or nine or something like still or like maybe oh, he would have been older whatever he was still like playing and everything but he was like this scrawny little like dweeb and my mom famously in our family has has <laughs> called gretzky to him his face a freaking dork you're like you're such a freaking dork like <laughs> uh, i think we have a title for the episode carter you're such a freaking dork <laughs> I love that. Yeah. By the way, we're now going to start uh, naming our episodes. I got some uh, constructive feedback from a few peers who were like, I don't know if I've already listened to it, so I need you to start naming the. <laughs> so uh, so you're such gre- a freaking dork is going to be in is honor it? of a great diss. You're such a freaking dork, or Gretzky's a freaking dork? Uh, I don't know if I want to catch any heat, but yeah, fuck Wayne Gretzky. I'll put Gretzky's a freaking dork. Yeah, the great freaking dork. So when I was younger, I actually did a speech on Wayne Gretzky, uh, because you know that like when you were a kid, you'd do those speeches. You're like, teachers, parents, fellow students. 
Why Hi. does Gretzky wear you're blue in, skates? You're in for a magical three and a half minutes. My name is Chris Killingsworth, and my speech is on the world of Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, like they'd have like a sick intro to get you fired up. Oh, I loved it. You're in Nothing better. Magical three and a half <laughs> What do you... I think I just killed Carter. <laughs> Carter's not even talking anymore. You should, that's, that should be the intro. You're in for a magical hour and a half. Welcome to Hosers. Welcome oh to my the show. God. That is like the ultimate like segue. So when I was a kid, I did a speech on Gretzky and it didn't like it didn't do very well. The following year, I did a speech on Don Cherry. Pretty good. And then the next year, I did a speech, no joke, on J.K. Rowling, and I got all the way to provincials. <laughs> Provincial? There's like a like a competition. Yeah, yeah. It was in <laughs> it was in Ottawa. It was like a serious oh, deal, wow. man. Did the you get to stay overnight in a hotel? Yeah, I had like Jean Chrétien sitting there, just like <laughs> loving every second oh, of that, it. That was a very good speech. <laughs> Half of his face is falling off. Yeah, anyways, that doesn't matter. I was going to make a stroke joke, but then I didn't, so... Yeah, different strokes for different folks, I guess. So anyways, uh, I can't believe I just said that. I might have to edit that out. That's okay. I said said poutine smoothie. Um, But yeah, it, uh, it was sick. And then one year, so my stepdad, I don't know if I've told this, he was a trucker when I was a kid, and he was like always on the road in like his big 18 wheeler truck. And I was like really interested in like what that life was about, like you know the trucking life. So <laughs> way one of the year, road, boys. <laughs> what'd you say? Way of the road. Way of the road, yeah. So one year I did a speech on like transport trucks, <laughs> and I would pay to see what that speech like looked like and sounded like. Because oh, how no. do you not start that off with just, like, mimicking the sound of a horn and then getting started with the speech? <laughs> wah, wah. You're just like, wah, wah. Teachers, <laughs> students, and judges. Because <laughs> that's how all the, of them would start. They get come ready in for the longest haul of your life. <laughs> what did you say, Carter? I said, get ready for the longest haul of your life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> joking oh my god <laughs> anyways i don't know where we were going with that but uh, oh yeah wayne gretzky's a dweeb all good uh Such no i was dweeb. just always like a mario guy i don't know why i just i think he he played on cooler teams well uh, he, cool team and that nike helmet of his he was a spaceman and he was always yeah he was a spaceman you're not wrong and he played but, with Yager like it was just the the hot take the Lemieux Yager pairing was way better than the Gretzky Messier pairing. Statistically, I know that that's probably not right, but no, from a I'm cool saying, like, factor, hype, I'm hype with you. Cool factor, a hype cool factor, way cooler. Yeah, for sure. What are some duos that you remember liking when you were a kid? Like of one or two players? Oh my god, I got a the, few. So my. The, Sakic Forsberg? Yeah, Sakic Forsberg for sure. Fedorov Iserman. Oh my god. Sandin Ponikarovsky. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Sandin and Frederick Modine, oh. but that's fine. Uh, for me, it was probably like I really liked Eric Lindros when I was younger, so like yeah. Lindros and I Just don't know. John LeClaire, I guess. Renberg? 
Oh, Mikhail Renberg. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty sick. I think I told you guys, too, there was a period of time when I was a kid that my favorite player was Peter Straka. Super yeah, weird. I had a stick that was like his signature stick, and I was like, I don't even know what team he plays on, but I love him. My pretty favorite sure was just because he shared my name. but And then I was like, oh, he's actually kind of cool. You should put an accent on your name like oh, Cabrillet yeah. does. Oh, yeah. And fake not how to speak English, but yeah. Do you think he just faked it so he wouldn't oh, have yeah. to deal with, like, Steve Simmons? Yeah, I forget. Oh, I forget who was. I think it was Kevin McGrand told the story of, like, I think it was at a Puck Talks or something where, like, yeah, like, Cabrillet clearly just forced it, like, to not just fake his accent or like he was like basically just not understanding and i think like no, Cabrillet just didn't long, know english for the longest time my dad called him like Caberla because i i think <laughs> he was listening to a sports talk and like oh yeah like he told me specifically that like his name is actually pronounced Caberla. so he like every <laughs> single time he was like oh yeah thomas Caberla actually <laughs> that's awesome oh my god i love that I uh, I liked Cabriolet, but I was more of like a like a Yaskevich kind of guy myself. Oh, yeah. A little bit before, obviously, but um, I never really liked defensemen when I was a kid. I only started like really getting into D men, like as I grew up. But eh. anyways, we can all agree just to put like a bookend on this. Wayne Gretzky's a freaking dork. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. Okay, moving on. Uh, Carter, you wanted to talk about the Halinka tournament. Uh, is Alexis Lafreniere your new favorite 16-year-old hockey player? I was going to say, well, actually, no. Uh, what's his name that scored that lacrosse goal for the U.S. is my new 16-year-old hockey player. New oh. fa- yeah, you better specify favorite 16-year-old <laughs> yeah, hockey player. It's going to get weird. Sorry, He's I'm, my f- I've been drinking out of this Leafs, uh, Stein. Yeah, I, I, I think you're like half in the bag, man. Uh, three quarters. Love it. I don't have any beer, so I'm drinking a diet Coca-Cola cherry. Calorie-wise, I get it. Well, listen, you can't have the full cow when you're in training mode. so. I know. The, the, the night season is just around the corner, and we got to look hot. It's true. That's why I only had three chicken fingers for dinner and not five. <laughs> so. No. Uh, well, no, Canada made a big comeback, um, and that was pretty cool to see. Well, not a big comeback. They went 3-0. and Um but they had a big game against Sweden, which was cool. Um, and that was about it. Like, it was it was kind of quiet. Like, it was only, th- like, three games strong, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What was the controversy with the U.S.-Canada game? Like, Canada shouldn't have won or even gone into overtime? Yeah, something was, about that. I, what, do I, you remember what the deal was? I mistakenly wasn't really paying attention. I'm paying more attention to other things. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I just remember people freaking out that, like, they shouldn't even be, like, U.S. should have been one. I don't know if it was a time thing. Like, they, I know they scored at, like, the very last second. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, we are very underprepared I, for this, but whatever. You know what? This is what I will say. My, I think my new favorite goaltending prospect is a guy called David Borak. Are you guys familiar with this guy? <laughs> so Bye-bye. he's... Yeah, that's all I could think of when he, but he, he, uh, he was the starting goalie for Slovakia. Um, he's not a very big guy. He's like six and a half or sorry, six feet, half an inch. I don't know why they don't just say six feet, whatever. Uh, and he's really small. He's like a buck 65, pretty small guy, but he was 
awesome and i'm not comparing yeah. him to dominic hashik but so because just because he was say. never in his <laughs> crease you know how yeah. they always say like you know goalies back then were like rarely playing in the proper position that's why all those saves look so crazy he reminded me of like old time goaltending and i was yeah, I fucking was, there for that it was, was sick i loved every played, moment of it he played just like hat like not just like, but he was so low, so aggressive. Yeah. Like it was poke such checking. A he like kept yeah. losing his stick. And when he lost his stick, I was like gasping at the TV. I'm like, get your stick, get your stick. Oh, whenever somebody would like go to wrap around the back of the net, he would like stick his stick out to try and stop them and lose it behind. Like it was insane. He's like Timmy Thomas. Oh, yeah. Just with a different belief system. He's yeah. a little bit <laughs> off the, yeah. He wasn't as much of a right wing kind of guy. He's a goalie. So. You know, that fresh right. airflow. Uh-huh. See, because of his political views. Oh. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm not sure if this guy lives in a shed somewhere in Montana. I guess would be the other point that I have. Um, he plays for non-taxable teams. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Uh, another goalie that I thought was interesting was Taylor Gauthier, the goalie for the uh, for the Canadian team. I'm a uh, like, I was always under the impression that, and I mean, don't get me wrong, just these kids are young. They still have a lot of growing to do, but a lot of smaller goalies. Um, oh, yeah. Both the goalies I just mentioned are like just a smidge above six feet tall. Um, but I thought Taylor Gauthier was pretty good. He let in a couple of soft ones, I thought, during the tournament, but overall, I thought he was pretty good. Did you watch uh, any of the games at all, Thomas, or just some of the highlights? Just the highlights. I, yeah, every time something was going on, like, I just wasn't able to catch it, so I wasn't able to watch any of the games. But I know that I was catching up with some of the the Wings Nation guys. We were all watching it and posting the highlights on our Slack channel. So yeah, it was it seemed like a like pretty good like yeah. I don't know. They're they're like big on like the Finland guys. Like Kako seems like unreal and yeah. Um, yeah. Who's I, that? Who's that Swedish dude? Raymond. Uh, might be. Yeah, is that his I, last name? Yeah, it's like a very like, not Lucas yeah, Raymond. Yeah, he has like he a very for, English name. Yeah, he plays for <laughs> Frolunda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, there's like Alexander. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, they're all goo goo over him. So. Yeah, the one. Goo goo. They were all goo goo <laughs> over him. They're all uh, iris all over him. <laughs> I thought that. Uh, you know, obviously Lafreniere stood out. Uh, for those of you yeah. guys who don't know, he's, you know, probably going to be first overall pick, not this year, but the following year. Um, he had uh, the uh, exceptional player status in the queue, plays for Ramuski Oceanic, the same team that Crosby played for. Uh, also and Frederick Cool. Yeah, sorry, Frederick and Freddie, you're right. Um, I will say that Ramuski has the best. Uh, uniform in the entire chl i don't really feel that that's up for discussion personally but cougars have pretty hot oh yeah actually ramparts have a sick sick. the q has the best jerseys like it's not even close for me um shawinigan their jerseys are so sick like the yellow and the blue anyways are we just are we just gonna go like an hour on like (laughs) chl jerseys we could we like we get to like uh, Blainville Brabriant, which is like right at the front. You're just like, oh fuck! Oh, yeah. I just love the way that that. Are the Wheat Kings with with their with their like maze field like at the bottom half? That of their that one's pretty sick. I'm I'm a sucker for the Blazers, the Kamloops Blazers one. That logo is pretty sick. Yeah. And I just like it. 
I like Regina Pat's logo too, just like simple, yeah, to the point. Um, Pete's colors do it for me. The maroon, the maroon's like, yeah. nice. Yeah, um, we got our, our Barry Colts. Yeah, the Colts. I, you know, speaking of the Colts, uh, you guys saw this kid Ryan Suzuki, right? Oh, that's yeah. someone I know. There we go. I'm Dude. like a huge. <laughs> Like he was, I was gonna write him up for next year for the wings to get because I think the wings will be like better, but like still like top ten pick. So I'm like perfect. Like Ryan Suzuki is like a perfect kind of position. Like I know it's so far out, where yeah, people can rise and fall. But I kind of just, I just like him just to have and like, I think he'll be better than his brother. But yeah, yeah, I think some some other people feel that way too. I've obviously seen a little bit more uh, of Ryan than his brother, but. Um, I went to so many Colts games last year and watched Suzuki play um, quite a bit. At first, like expectedly, first, you know, 16 years old playing in the OHL, he, uh, I think he started off a little rougher than a lot of people expected him to, but just his playmaking and uh, vision, uh, even if you just watch some of the highlights, like this kid's going to be a special player. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There are also some other standouts for me for Canada as well. Um, I liked Bowen Byram as well on the back end for Canada. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, liked him a lot. Uh, and then, uh, cousins, I liked cousins quite a bit too. I think for me, it's just like, you know what, like this time of year, there's no other hockey on. So I'm obviously going to watch whatever is available, but I, I genuinely, uh, enjoyed watching Dylan Cousins play. Watched a few of the U.S. games as well. Um, I don't know. There wasn't as much standout. There's a player, Arthur uh, Kaliev, I think is how you pronounce his name. He plays for the U.S. Um, he was pretty impressive, I thought. But I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Um, who do you think is going to be the next major, um, or like, let me rephrase that. Obviously, the U.S. and Canada are always... Oh, my God. My cat is going nuts right now. Can you guys hear her? She literally, like, comes yeah. up to the microphone and just puts her face and yells into the microphone when I'm talking. Hi. Bal- Hi. Balsa was going nuts earlier. Dogs You're don't do that. I know you guys are dog people. Yeah. She's just, like... She heard me talk about Ryan Suzuki. She's just, like, so excited. She gets so fired up just thinking about how... She's like, time for some he- ASMR. Yeah, well, and you know what? What did you say? Yeah, you're right. Svechnikov probably isn't going back to the Colts next year, so Ryan Suzuki will have to play a larger role on the squad. I agree. Anyways, she's so passionate about the Barry Colts. And what my question was is, aside from, like, the U.S., Canada... Oh, we're going to do this again? Um, Who do you think the next major hockey... Uh, country is going to be like the one that has the highest end prospects and things like that. I feel like it's Finland personally, because I just yeah. feel like their development of their goalies and some of the stuff that they're doing, especially goaltenders is so much further along than what the Canada or the Canadian and the American goaltending prospects are doing. What do you guys think? I, I think Finland or, um, or Denmark. Um, what was the, who brought the cup back for the very first time? Was it Finland or Denmark? It was Denmark, Ellers, Lars Eller. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Lars Eller. I think there's going to be a big hockey push in Denmark in the next little bit. Well, in the years already. And yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah, Denmark could be good. They've got uh, 
like some players in the NHL now. Obviously, it's not like a huge amount of players, but no, it's, yeah, it's, it's I was gonna allude to him a little bit. But I think Denmark, like, there's <laughs> that was that was a pretty big thing for Eller to bring the cup back there for the first time. I think we're gonna see a lot of stuff to come out of Denmark. Yeah, it was cool to see with uh, with Kopitar bring it to Slovenia. Like, I I remember yeah. seeing the those. Uh, king's cups and just seeing it like all the people react i'm like wow that's crazy that they have like huge fans just like coming from all over the country to see this that are huge hockey fans so it's i think little countries like that are like awesome just to see like just love the sport more and more other than just like the i guess the f- six we're counting mm-hmm. czech republic canada yeah. US, sweden finland russia czech republic i think yes, those yeah, yeah slovakia yeah. too Slovakia is there. Like, it's not huge. Like, they still have, like, Marincin playing top minutes. I mean, well, listen, he's got a seven foot stick. And hey, listen, when you and I went and saw him, he was dominant. No, and then he, like, fucked up, like, royally one time. Listen, just because he turns the puck over, his intentions were he's not like, to turn like the puck a, over. He's like a gardener that can't skate or shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's like, he's great at, like, that rare skill, and not really rare skill, but, like, big defensemen look good in numbers because they're good at standing the blue line and, like, not allowing zone entries. But, like, they're good for nothing else. Like, Danny DeKais is one of those. They're, like, good at just, like, waving their stick around at the at their own blue line be like, okay, you can't come in, but then I can't do... I, And then yeah. when I, they have the puck, be like, I can't do anything with it. Well, yeah, like with Marincin, he can't really skate laterally either. So it's like, it's just problematic across the board. But you know what? I uh, I, I did actually, if, if it's okay with Carter, want to get into a little bit of Leaf talk because obviously you've been writing for the Leafs Nation now for a little bit. Um, a Leafs fan. Yeah, I know. I know he is, but <laughs> I have a hard time it. talking about it because if you look it. in the Google Hangouts uh, camera and see Carter there, you'll notice above his left shoulder, I distinctly see a Barry Colts jersey followed by a Vancouver Canucks jersey, uh, followed Winnipeg. by a Winnipeg jersey, and then a Calgary jersey. So I don't know what team this guy fucking roots uh, for. So hold on. Oh, there's a Leafs jersey. Oh, and there's a Leafs jersey. And hold on. <laughs> our boy, our boy. Is that Gilmore? Boy, it's oh, a Gilmore Dougie jersey. Gilmore. Yeah. Okay. Our boy Dougie Gilmore. Killer. <laughs> Love it. That's the, the tricky thing is, like, I think Doug Gilmore, honestly, is, like, the sickest nickname. Like, imagine your nickname was Killer. Well, you had that, like, your coach kills. Yeah, well, my, the thing is, is I have a hard time with people with my last name in particular because I get called one of three things. Killer, kills, killsy. Killsy's one that I've gotten a little bit more as I've gotten older, Yo, and I just Killsy. think it makes me sound so fucking sick. It's like my my alter ego, who's it's just like the sickest guy ever. Your, but my dad say that again. It's your Gong Show nickname, Killsy. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Killsy. Yo, bury that puck top cheese, Killsy. Hey, Killsy, pack a fucking <laughs> lip, bud. Yeah, like it's a <laughs> sick name. Anyways. And then my dad gets called Killer. Like, that's my dad's nickname is Killer. So, like, I've had to kind of carve this niche of being Killsy. That's who I am now, now that you guys know. That's your home. But I don't think I, like, did you guys ever have, like, sick hockey nicknames growing up? Carter, you must have some cool ones. I was just Lupel. 
like it was Lupel or Loopy or Loops. Like that was. Yeah. Um, I I got carts a bit, but that was. Um, what about like that, Cartier? Because Cartier, you shine bright yeah, like yeah. a diamond, <laughs> and. Sorry, had a little bit of technical issues, but we are back. Is that our uh, first technical difficulty in 20 episodes? Absolutely not. We have a technical difficulty nearly every episode, but oh, that's okay. Uh, listen, it's it's just our producer who's just always, <laughs> we're not going to give the mic to the producer, but we're going to uh, allude to the producer. It's all, it's all your fault, man. Oh, uh, Thomas. Yeah. Oh my God, Thomas, the <laughs> producer, producer Thomas. That's so weird, man. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I love anything. Like I said earlier, like the producers are really the unsung heroes of all podcasts. They're often the ones who get skipped out on on like all the reads. It's like and follow along on Twitter at Carter Lupel at Chris Killingsworth. And I guess you can follow producer Thomas as well at no salary retained. (laughs) (laughs) Intern Thomas. It, oh my intern, yeah, intern Thomas, I love that. Anytime he's on the show now, that's what we're referring to him as. Intern Thomas. Hey, go get me a coffee. <laughs> okay, that was stupid. That wasn't even funny. Uh, Thomas, before we had the technical difficulties, I had asked you. Yeah. Well, first off, I said you have kind of like a, you've got like a little bit of like a John Smith kind of name, Thomas Williams. Did you have any cool yeah. nicknames growing up? So I didn't. Um, and I was actually upset as a kid that I didn't have any cool nicknames. I was like, I think it was, I forget, uh, it might have been Recess and like Spinelli. And I was like, damn, that's so cool. Like someone calling you by your last name. And then it just never happened for me because I was like, Williams, that's just like, it's too long. It's too wordy. No one's going to be like, hey, Williams. I wish people would just call me Pyro. So, yeah, Pyro's pyro. pretty sick, actually. So moving on here. Uh, we do have uh, some listener questions. Uh, the first one is for you, Thomas. I know you didn't have a cool nickname. Oh, uh, we have a question here. Uh, what is the origin story of your Twitter handle? But I just wanted like something hockey related and like not my name because obviously, like we said before, it's so John Smith <laughs> that any any like formation of my name has already happened. I was thinking about switching it actually recently back to like being more professional, but. Whatever. What's your Instagram um, name? Isn't it just your Thomas Williams with an initial? No, it's Tom. Okay, th- this is kind of like a nickname right. story. So it's Tom. It's Tom Piss Williams. Okay. T H O M P. Now I just gave him my Instagram, but like T H O M P A S. Yeah. And it's a fu- it's a funny story because in grade eleven I was in music class and they had like these recitals at the end of the year, like where you go up, you play your piece that you've been preparing all year. Um. And we had an adjudicator from, like, I guess the region, like the full, like she went to a bunch of schools. Um, and they randomly put my name down as T-H-O-M-P-A-S. <laughs> and then William, not with the S Thomas. Thomas. I was like, what? How does that work? So then I just went with it. And I was like, 
Okay, this is the weirdest thing. And my, I don't know if she was like joking around because also my friend Lucas was Fucus, <laughs> F-U-C-A-S. This woman was, was like, totally okay, this fucking woman's with like, you guys. This like either fucking with us or she's like dyslexic <laughs> and I feel bad. Yeah. But like, but whatever. So I just went with that as my nickname. I could put that as my Twitter handle, but I feel like it'd just be complicated. But whatever. I think there's something to be said for people who. Uh, like are are changing the way that they um, kind of put themselves out there on social media. Carter, what's the origin story of your Twitter handle? Uh, True Sweet Guy sixty nine. No, that's what it used <laughs> yeah. to be. Now it's just Carter Lupel. Tell us the story about True True Sweet Guy sixty nine though, because that was a like ten out of ten. 100 percent of the time hilarious <laughs> Twitter handle. So Why did you change for, it? So for a little bit. My Twitter handle was TrueSweetGuy69, and the photo of me was ass naked mooning Young and Dundas Square in a hotel. Yeah. Um, I think the Delta Chelsea or something. Um, and then yeah. I started my career and I had to change it. But yeah, it's a little problematic if your Twitter <laughs> avatar is a picture you holding your bird, eh? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but because tr- that's what you were doing in the photo, yeah. you're like cupping your balls. It's weird. Full ass naked. But um, you're a little bit of an exhibitionist. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not kink shaming you. Uh, well, actually, I think that's cool. Funny, but so I got Chrissy like 100 level tickets to a Leafs Habs game for our anniversary or her birthday one year. And we had literally got into the hotel room. I stripped down fully naked, and that was, like, within 30 seconds of getting into the swanky, swanky hotel room. I love but it. But true sweet, sweet guy 69, I went through a To Catch a Predator phase where I was watching a lot of... <laughs> okay, before you go on, <laughs> I'm going to need... I was on the show. Yeah. No, no, I was watching it. You're just like, hey, you want to get some cookies? And it's just that guy sitting there. You should take a seat. Uh, Chris Hansen, uh, take a seat, please. S- yeah. No. So. Yeah. So, pre- please never like start a sentence with "Yeah, I went through a little bit of a to catch a predator phase." I think it's understood. That, that is I a was problem. Watching it a lot. Oh, sorry. Thank you for explaining <laughs> well, yourself. Yeah. That's wild. good. These guys would like show up to these houses ass naked, and Chris Hansen would be like, "Take a seat, please." He's like, "Is this house not for sale? I was coming for the open house." <laughs> <laughs> addresses them by their like their im chat names like oh my god yes yeah, some of them are like so very cringeworthy like, um are you meat rocket 420 <laughs> 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 and then that's, meat rocket 420 now i might have to call a podcast named meat rocket 420 and that's how oh. he would, i'm gonna see if that twitter name's and available then that's how he would like, he'd be like so meat rocket 420 have a seat that meat rocket. And so <laughs> the one was... Oh, it's taken. Seriously? Of course it's taken. It's a great well, it's nickname. it's probably the guy who was on Dateline. The guy has no followers. It was the it guy sucks. who was on Dateline. But then one was <laughs> True Sweet Guy 69. Yeah, that's and a good so one. And so I was like, you know what? This guy's a baller. That's my new Twitter handle. I for one love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> now, now that I'm um, now that I'm a working professional, I can't have true sweet guy sixty nine, and an ass naked picture of me be my Twitter handle. I love it. Um, this wasn't a listener question, but rather a follow up question because I think these answers will be equally hilarious. 
what is the origin of your first email address? Do you remember what your first email address was when you signed oh, up for fuck. MSN? I do. Because I know what mine is, what and mine it is. is. <laughs> I had a couple of I them. I know what mine is. I don't know what mine is. <laughs> okay, you go first, Thomas. You're the guest. Okay, so I was very young. How young? Oh god, this is gonna be so really embarrassing. I don't. I was too young. I was too like young for the internet. Young enough that this is innocent. Okay. So I'm nervous. Oh, I'm so nervous. But just hit me with it, buddy. No, no, no. It's not. Little it's not nervous lover. at all. It's just a really embarrassing for me. It was like. It was just. I think my mom was like, "Oh, just like whatever you're into, just make that your," because my name's so common. So I was like bionicle dot rocks <laughs> at hotmail.com i was like yeah i love bionicles oh my god i love that can you see if bionicle underscore rocks is available on twitter <laughs> try and try and sign into your email address like see if there's any any like, lego deal spam that's been hitting your inbox <laughs> yeah porn and lego spam my, my like password is probably like robert plant like yeah <laughs> The Who better yep. than the Beatles. Oh my God, I love it. Road. Okay, so uh, this wasn't my first one, but I definitely had a email address that was like thunderstruck underscore zoso at hotmail.com. <laughs> I feel like everyone has that, like classic rock. Be like. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, you're like you're like 13, and you're like, mm, nothing's gonna get any better than whole lot of love, buddy. Yeah, I get. <laughs> nothing's I get better. That. Oh, yo, Carter. Speaking of song puns, from our last episode where we talked about Jack Johnson and we talked about Jack Johnson's song names for like a solid five minutes, yeah. that got a lot of love, oh, I- especially. When you caught on to the fact that I was doing it, like fucking with you, yeah. there's like a moment Sorry, in time. Got a whole lot of love. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of love. <laughs> love it. Okay, uh, Carter, what are you drinking? It looks like you're drinking piss, but it might be yeah, apple juice. Yeah, it's always just apple juice. Hundred percent real juice. Love it. What was your first email address? Um, so, do you guys remember Ace Ventura when nature calls? Uh, yeah. It was probably like everyone loves a slinky at msn.com. So, at the end of the slinky scene, when hmm. the bigger guy said, We have to get out of here, we're losing time, Ace <laughs> slapped him on the butt and said, No worries, poopy pants. <laughs> no nonsense, poopy oh, pants. Fuck. Well, my email address was no underscore worries <laughs> underscore poopy underscore pants yeah because he goes nonsense poopy pants so mine was no worries poopy pants at hotmail.com love that mine was this is so stupid but you once i tell you you guys will be like yeah i can see you having that so my email address was bust underscore ah underscore move and move was spelled m u v at hotmail.com <laughs> And when I would, like, meet girls at, like, school dances and stuff, I'd be like, yeah, you should add me on MSN. It's bust underscore uh underscore move at hotmail.com. And they're like, that spells bust a muv. What is a muv? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. The U is, like, it's a long U. It's bust a move. It has an umlaut. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you guys know I'm a sucker for that kind of you're stuff. You're like the site reader on Zach and Miri make a porno. Yeah, pretty much. Yo, I also had an email address that was like, uh, I went through like Lord of the Rings like big time when I was younger. And I know I had one that was like Legolas underscore Ringwraith at Hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god! But dude, your mom's right. When you made email addresses as a kid, you just put two like, things together, mean? and sometimes they don't matter. Like they're not relevant at all. And at, and then you just add at hotmail.com, and that's how you made an email address when you were a kid. Uh, my brother, Con- this is Connor very, is this is very Con- like on that kind of path. But do you guys remember Pixo? No, I don't know what Pixo no? is. Okay. It's basically like you make your own website, you like make your own little pages, and like basically all people did was like put a picture of themselves and then like make a music oh, tab and then just put like random like links. It was almost like MySpace, but like more developed into like a web page. Yeah. It was really weird. It was like mine was just basically all Led Zeppelin songs, and it was like I was like eleven years old, and it was fucked. So there was this thing when I was in grade nine, Carter. You might remember it, Thomas. This is like a little bit before your time. It was uh, it was like a website that you could create, and you could use like HTML to like put logos yeah, and banners. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Was it called Pixo? No, I think it was called Friend Pages. Does that sound right, Carter? Yeah, with all of, like, the the PNG, like, glitter art and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So It's it's like, this is exactly like the Pixo Yeah, it sounds like... It's probably the so many different versions of, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. So mine uh, was... I, I know what it was off the top of my head, just to give you a time and place as to where I was at. It was Chris... Hoppus, H-O-P-P-U-S, <laughs> dot friendpages.com. And it was just like my infatuation with like Blink and Boxcar Racer and Transplants. Oh, and it was just all of those like Blink-182, like offshoot <laughs> bands and whatever. And then I remember Angels, Angels and Airwaves. Airwaves. Oh, fuck that. Angels and Airwaves sucks. But I what I will say is that. I was, like, such a piece of shit when I was younger because I was, like, into different shit. Like, I was into, like, hockey and stuff, obviously, but, like, I was also into, like, dressing like I was in Blink-182, like, wearing, like, Atticus t-shirts to school with, like, Dickies (laughs) shorts and shit and Macbeth shoes. That was kind of my look back then, right? I love it. And I remember this guy who was, like, a jock. Actually, you probably know him, Carter. You probably played hockey with him. His name's Sean Poitras. Oh, I don't know. No. Where, Anyways, he, where, he where, was like he this. Grew up in Angus or no? He's from, no, he's from Barry. Oh, okay. He was like kind of this like piece of shit jock who like wasn't nice to anybody. Even though I knew way more about hockey than that guy, he always just treated me like shit, and I didn't like that. So on my friend pages, I like put him on blast. That's the courage I had. I was like, Sean Poitras, you are a fucking poser. You don't even like the transplants. Fuck you. <laughs> like. <laughs> And I like put this Name guy one song. Yeah, and I like put this guy on fucking blast on the internet. And now as an adult, I'm like, holy fuck, I had balls, man. I would not do that. <laughs> Although I might have to tweet that out. It'd just be like, Thomas, Thomas P. Williams, you are a fucking poser. You don't even like Blink 182 self-titled. <laughs> you only like Angels and Airwaves. Are you even feeling this, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Boys, we should probably start wrapping this uh, very non-hockey episode. We yeah. talked about all of the essentials. Corsi, Fenwick, Shot Assists, Zone Gretzky. Zone Starts, Gretzky, uh, Blink-182, Nicknames. <laughs> I think we covered all of our bases, right, Carter? I think we did. We're, we're safe. Now, is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about, Carter? I know you had a couple of things on your list. Um, Did you or Thomas have anything you wanted to touch on while we wrap this up? Well, there was the whole Carlson talk, but we can spend a whole episode on that. 
maybe we talk. We save that for next time when he gets traded. Um, I mean, we could touch on it now. I just like I think he's going to end up in Dallas or Tampa. Yeah, um, well, I think though, he'll get I, a better return if he goes to Dallas. I think I think I personally think he's a trade deadline deal now. Like it's so late in the game, there are people are already like teams are already starting to skate together. Yeah, what like, do you think, Thomas? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell because like there's always those weird training camp deals. They're usually always like really small, yeah. but there's always those little movements that's like figuring out your team, like. A prospect that you expected to be playing in the HL is now suddenly like good enough, so you could trade off a guy. But, Obviously, Carlson's a whole yeah, other deal, but his but value is at its absolute I, lowest right now, though. That's true. Like, what's like if you're so if you're a contending team like Dallas and Tampa, like you, what's the difference between having Carlson during the regular season paying more for a full eighty-two game season, or just paying less for a deadline exactly. deal? And then, and then having him for the playoffs anyways. Because really, the regular season doesn't really matter when you're... For Dallas, it might make more sense. But they have Nachushkin coming back. They have other guys getting better. So they might be safe. But I would still, if I was Dallas, I'd probably be pushing now to make sure that you get that playoff spot. Um, if you're Tampa, whatever. I don't even care. Like, just go for it during the playoffs. So... Yeah, I think um, I like Dallas as an option here because I think Val Nikushin, Nikushin, Nikushkin. Uh, We're just not saying his name. Yeah, it's a tricky name. Uh, I think Carter dropped off, but I expect him to be back. I think he'll be back on the chat in a second. But you and I can talk. I think Val Nikushkin, yeah. like, you know, he, I think he, like, the deal that he signed is pretty reasonable. I think that's probably what a bridge deal, like, would have looked like for him anyways. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine with it. Um, but I think he slots, slots in on, I don't know, probably top six because the, the depth they have on the wings is not great. So. Well, yeah, he'll be he'll be right on the right wing just behind Radulov. Yeah. So they, or they might swap it around. Like, their top six will be, like, the... Ben, Sagan, Radulov, if they want to keep that line together. And then, like, a Spezza, Yarncroc on the left. And, like, uh, is it Yarn? Yeah, Yarncroc. And then, like... Um, Yarncroc, no. You're thinking of no. Yanmark. Who's the other guy? Yanmark, yeah. I always get them confused. Uh, him and then Natushkin on the right. So, it's like... Or they could swap the wingers. Like, maybe have uh, Sagan, Radulov, that dude, Yanmark. <laughs> yeah. And then... And then like a Ben Spezza Natushkin, which would be actually pretty fun. But yeah. Like, some some those are gonna be their top six. Maybe Brett Ritchie comes in or Yeah, that'd be um, interesting. Do you think uh do you think Miro Heiskinen makes the team this year? I think so. He's so fucking good. Like he so I was I watched a lot of stuff. I think I mentioned this before, but like so with Detroit had this prospect Libor Sulak, um, in Finland. He's not really a prospect, but, like, no one was watching him. No one was really paying attention. He was lighting up the Liga. So I was like, okay, I'm going to write about him. And, like, no one – it's kind of fun. And then I was watching his games because I actually spent 25 bucks to get that Liga stream pass. Which I think is crazy. Obsessed. But, I mean, I, I appreciate know. it. it, it but that, like – yeah, whatever. Who, but, like, I started watching Miro Heiskanen more because I was like, oh, this he plays on kid. H- and I'm like – He's on HPK, right? Is that what team Heiskanen plays for? Oh, I know Ole Ulevi plays on HPK. I'm pretty sure he plays on HPK. Does he I'm play? almost positive. No. I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting... I'm getting, Okay, maybe. I don't know. 
but I remember watching him a lot more and like he is crazy. All the numbers that because league actually keeps Corsi on their site, which is incredible. Um, all his numbers are like I was comparing defensemen obviously, and Heiskins was way above Sulak, and he was like their Sulak almost won their version of the Norse, and Heiskin actually won it as a 19 year old. He basically won a Norris overseas, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think for me, the thing that I've like really been been a bit challenged with is that. You know, uh, I think the deal to Dallas, like Carlson to Dallas, would have already happened. And it's been, you know, talked about how Ottawa wanted Heisken in and they weren't willing to part. Do you, like, I think, and, and I'm not the first person to say this, but I think you hope that Heisken in turns into Eric Carlson. Like, best case scenario, he doesn't have the same game as Carlson, mind you. He's not as offensively minded. Yeah. But... I don't know. I'm not seeing it. It sounds like you've seen a little bit more of Heiskanen than I have. And like, would it, he projects as more of like a headman type? Like he's still that offensive guy, that kind of two way guy, that force, but he's not like a game breaker like Carlson. Obviously, Carlson will be the best player in whatever trade he goes in. But if Dallas trades Heiskanen for Carlson, you're basically just saying we're going for it now. Mm when we have all these players. And then it also depends on Sagan's UFA. We're going really deep into the Stars stuff, but they're a team to watch and will mo- most likely be one of the most exciting teams in the Central. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, it's it's a tough thing to kind of project, but you might see the deal as, like, I wouldn't do high skin for Carlson at all because then you're saying, because, like, what's the value? Like, I could go way more in depth with this, but, like, what's the value later on between like getting Carlson like past his prime, which is still going to be really good, but Heiskanen for pretty much his whole career possibly being a top two defenseman no matter what, because that value difference isn't a ton. Yeah, but that's also assuming that he becomes a top two defenseman. the The difficulty that I have with it is that you're right; like they don't have the pieces to be a team that is like sustainable years from now. But, like, you're wasting the prime of Jamie Benn. Arguably, you're wasting a good chunk of Sagan's time as well. Uh, You know, Ben Bishop isn't getting any younger. They don't have... Like, they've got a couple defensive and and goaltending prospects that are expected to be pretty good. But, and I'm not saying it's the same thing, but Dallas has had a tendency to overvalue some of their young prospects... Uh, Julius Honka. I don't know if you've heard of that him uh, him yeah. before. Another <laughs> Finnish highly touted defenseman. Yeah, but like, what if he doesn't turn into that? And like, I get the the I get the headman comparable, but I also look at him and I'm like, okay, so Heiskanen's six one. He's 170 it's, pounds. Yeah. Like he's got a lot of growing to do, and he's not going to be like headman's size. Headman's like a freak of nature, no. but. I don't know. I'm just like, I kind of look at it and, and, and I don't know, like, I mean, healthy debate is always good on the podcast. So I'm glad that we have differing opinions on it, but I'm just, I just, I feel like they should have just done it. Um, and I think Dallas immediately becomes better. They already have one of the best decors in the league with Klingberg. You then are running two power play units with Klingberg, you know, and, and Carlson, like it'd be nuts. It's, it's basically a dream because, like, Klingberg and Carlson is basically going to be playing 40 like, minutes and 45, <laughs> yeah. 45 to 50 minutes of your night. So it's like it doesn't really matter after that. And Essa Lindell is great on the left side. 
Then you have Steven Johns. He's right shot. Third pairing. Uh, who's the other? Mark Mathot would be reunited with Carlson. So, like, it's a whole... It's a it's a thing. Like, it's a... Carlson would look amazing, but would he even sign there, too? I don't... I think the main thing was that he was going to sign an extension with Tampa, and that was, like, the only thing that was mentioned was that he would for sure sign an extension. Yeah. With the Lightning, but... But I mean that... I was... Sorry, go ahead, buddy. It's just, like... I don't know. I, I'm really hesitant to sell prospects where they have a potential to be high. Even if Heiskanen falls down and is just a top four guy, then he is going to be a very good top four guy. And like that kind of value and plus whatever you give up isn't like it's hard to it's hard to balance. I would love it, but it's like a big risk to give up a guy like that also like he was drafted third overall like I, I hate draft stock like oh he was drafted first overall so he's good but like um that's a whole nother thing where i think aaron Blackblad is like shit so yeah <laughs> i don't disagree with um, you but uh yeah like he it's it's hard to just justify it like that i think too like realistically if they were to get him i was thinking like oh man they're gonna have a hard time uh, to be able to resign, and I'm looking at it here, and you've got Spezza coming off the books next year, which is seven and a half million, which is insane. Yeah. But then you're that year, you have Sagan, who's a UFA. You have Sagan too. You yeah. have uh, Janmark, who's an RFA because he uh, signed a one-year deal, um, you know, f- a few months ago or you know, a couple weeks ago. You have Brett Ritchie; he'll get a nice bump, and then you also have Essa Lindell and Honka. Now, I imagine by then Honka will be playing for um, the uh, the Condors in the AHL, uh, Edmonton's farm team. Uh, but it'll be <laughs> it'll be hard to say like what th- what that looks like. Uh, Carter, you're back with us, yeah? Uh, yes, I am back with you guys. Love it. Uh, we thought that we lost you for a minute, but now you're back. Yeah, my my Mac went down to five percent. I thought I caught it, but I didn't. Just went black. That's okay, buddy. Those masks. Hey, don't Thomas. you dare. Don't yeah. you dare. Um, you shut your mouth. Carter, we uh, we talked about Carlson while you were gone, but I promise you we talked about Carlson. Uh, what was the yeah. other topics that you guys had lined up? No, I heard I heard what you talked about. I, I was on for the last, like, 15 minutes of your rant, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me and Thomas. Like, but I don't know if it makes any sense. <laughs> Just yeah, no, I know. What what even is the purpose of hockey? Like, really, yeah. guys? Like, what are we all here for? It's true. Yeah, well, originally like, this podcast big picture, was man. what keeps everybody interested. Like, why did you become a fan? What keeps you interested? And this is clearly what keeps you interested. And so this fits That's exactly a, within the I'm, the uh, the whole like I guess realm of hosers. Hosers right. to me is an outlet for me to talk about hockey with my friends. It's an excuse for Carter and I to spend more time together than we already do. And it's an opportunity for me to show people music by Kim Mitchell that they would have <laughs> normally not been able to hear unless they were at Kempenfest. So, uh, well, sorry, really quick. I just wanted to talk uh, about Stan Makita who passed away this week. Um, he was, uh, one of the Blackhawk greats, but he was also one of the like very, very big influencing forces into modern hockey. He was one of the first to wear like a plastic helmet with foam in it. Uh, one of the first to curve his sticks with Bobby Hull. Um, 
I guess just a thank you to Stan Makita for evolving the game the way that you did. Um, but that was one of my talking points as well, is just kind of making mention of the Stan Makita passing and paying our respects. Thanks, Carter. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. I remember like when I was a kid, not a Blackhawks fan, had no idea who Stan Makita was. But you bet your ass I knew who Stan Makita was after I saw Wayne's World. Um, because, of course, <laughs> instead of Tim Hortons, and they're mocking like Canadians to a degree. They had Makita's Donuts. Stan Makita's Donuts, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'll have a... And a... And a <laughs> Dude, that's such a... You did that so well. It's going to sound like the mic was cutting in and out, but it's actually a bit... My favorite part is when he's like, who's killing you, Mr. Donut Man? I don't know, but they better not. <laughs> when you just have Garth, like, stabbing the, like, the strawberry donut. So good. If you guys know anything about me is that I don't watch movies, so I haven't seen Yes, that. I know that about you. It's by far the worst trait about you as a person. Yeah, all right, bye, Thomas. Yeah. All right, another episode with uh, Carter... <laughs> uh, wait, Carter, what's your nickname again? Loopy, Kilsey, and Intern Thomas. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Thomas, why? Like, actually, I know why you haven't seen a lot of movies, but, like, what's the most, like, recent movie that you've seen? Uh, Infinity War, maybe? I saw that. Okay. There you go. I Like, it, it was the classics. Like, I've kind of caught up, but it's like, the classics, I have, like, holes. Yeah, see, I just, like, Th- haven't Thomas, seen, like... Thomas is just a big porn guy growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. He just saw all the classics. <laughs> all the classics. Yeah, Thomas is like, yeah, speaking of the Dallas Stars, it reminds me of this film I saw. You may have seen it. Debbie Does Dallas. Um, and my favorite part... Uh, <laughs> I've seen this movie Meet Rocket 420. <laughs> oh yeah, a bit of an indie flick. Did well at it did well at TIFF low, though. Low, yeah, so low budget yeah. but high low impact. Budget. EU. Um, <laughs> Thomas, what are some other things that you've got going on in your writing world right now? Is there anything that you want to plug? Um, so Leafs Nation, we're doing our prospect rankings coming out. Um so that's fun. Do you just get a vote, uh, or are you going to be writing some articles too? We're writing articles too. We're so each day. I don't know how it's laid out, but we have a schedule of when a prospect. So it's our top twenty, and we just posted. I think it was just like the overview and the honorable mentions, like the players that didn't get in yet. It just wrote a short blurb. Either they're just drafted, like late, so we didn't really like know too much about them, or weren't high on a list or they're just like kind of grown out of the prospects kind of do you labeled. do you age them out after 23 it's like whatever's called their eligible. yeah well for for so, panarin that was like 27 yeah <laughs> yeah he's actually 40 he's like yeah. andre special pretty much <laughs> um but yeah so we have our prospect ring coming out i'm doing a couple stuff on wings nation just getting ready for the season Basically, I have a thing coming out soon that's about how Nyquist should do better and how he sucks at both things. <laughs> both um, things. <laughs> well, okay, I didn't specify okay, how he sucks at shooting and passing. Oh. Like, he did neither last season. Um, all, all the essential things to be a great winger <laughs> in the NHL. Oh, no. 
He's a goal scorer that scored 21 goals at 19.5% shooting. Oh, my God. So <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to regress at all. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. Do you, uh, do you subscribe to the belief that Panarin's going to end up in a big city and, and not stay in Columbus? See, I don't know. Like, that's the... I have this huge debate, like, by myself, really, but... Um, <laughs> you're, like, like, in the kitchen, you're talking to your dog. <laughs> yeah. You're, like... God damn it, Thomas. You're, like, oh, my God, I know Panarin's partner, his girlfriend or wife, whatever. I know she's a model. Is a model. So she's going to want to yeah. end up in a big city. It's more, it's more big picture. It's, like, if you know your player isn't going to sign... Should you trade that player a year out when you want to contend? I was talking to uh, another person about like JVR last year, and like people are saying they should trade Gardner this year, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, it's like that, like own. It's like it's, your own rental terminology. That's a stupid. It's the label. fucking. That's like I, I, dumbest. So JVR, I JVR, I kind of got because like he was definitely not coming back. They couldn't afford him, and he was actually a really good goal scorer. So it makes sense. In Gardner's case. You're going to be missing him. Like, if they get rid of him, they're going to spend the next five years trying to de- find a defenseman that is Gardner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter what his age is, don't care. Like, he's going to be good until he's, like, 33, whatever. Right. Um, I have this hot take that he's basically OEL, so, yeah. That's uh, that's spicy, <laughs> like, he's but like, he's basically He's basically Ekman Larson, but, like, with a few, like, fuck-ups a game. Or not a game, but like I see like major fuck ups. Like, okay, so I got like a bit of a galaxy brain for you, and Tim, why don't listen to this? What (laughs) if, what if Ekman Larson and Gardner are like very, very, very similar players? It's just no one watches Arizona and everyone watches Toronto. Oh my God! What a hot take, Chris. No, I I don't. I don't dislike either. I get what you're saying because there's no media hub like Toronto, though. Like that's obviously the case. With Garner, it's like over. It's like oversaturation. Like you're watching every single thing about him. With like Arizona, you're just like, oh yeah, like Ekman-Glarsson's a good defenseman, and no one watches. Yeah. So it's like you just know that he's labeled as good. And, like, all of his numbers, all of his offensive numbers, all his, like, stuff. Like, you never watch him. He might fuck up. I don't even... I watched, like, probably five Coyotes games last year. Like, he was good. Like, he, you didn't really notice him. And kind of the same with Gardner, where his skate... They skate similarly. Ekman Lushen's taller and kind of has a bigger stride. But, like, I think they're pretty similar overall in value. Like, Gardner's that offensive guy. I think... Ekman Larson kills penalties. I can't. I don't think Gardner does. Yeah. Or ha- he. I think he just started last year. Yeah, he d- he did a little bit, and I think we're gonna see Dermot on the PK a little bit more this year. Yeah. As well, but man, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be watching that penalty kill, and I'll be like Tavares, Kapanen, Dermot. It's gonna be gross. And like, <laughs> it's gonna be like all just all attack. Like they'll have like three forwards on the penalty kill. They'd be like, fuck, like just. <laughs> uh, who, guys, who do we have to kill for season tickets next year? I mean, I'll I'll kill oh. somebody for. I better not say that. I won't. Let's <laughs> let's do a let's do a Buffalo trip. We should do a yeah. Buffalo trip. That'd be sick. I can wear my Zach Bogosian jersey. Oh, uh, we can. we'll do. I don't yeah. have a. Bog- we, actually, I don't have. We can <laughs> we can take Chris to his very first football game. Oh yeah, I actually <laughs> went to a when I worked for Rogers years ago. I had like 
corporate tickets for when the Bills played in Toronto against the Redskins. Oh, the Toronto series, and yeah. I was like, how the fuck do all you people watch this shit? I'm so bored. <laughs> so the Toronto series oh, is like a stain on the NFL. You can't. Yeah, that's bad. You I'm can't sure. Judge that. Listen, my favorite part think, of football is watching like you know 300 pound guys get fucking choke slammed onto tables that are on fire, <laughs> ECW style. That's probably like the most redeeming quality of football for me. <laughs> oh man! And then people yelling shit like Bills Nation and shit like that. It's Bills, oh, Mafia. Sorry. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. Same shit. I, I was actually I was talking to Chrissy today. I was gonna make a tweet. Um, the year is 2009, and you still have your belly button ring in. Um, but then I was thinking, the next tweet I was going to make was, white guys in Ontario, 2015, football, never heard of it. <laughs> 2016, hashtag Bill's Mafia. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> like, I feel like if yeah. I was going to be a football fan, I'd be a, a Bills fan by proxy just because they're so close. And, like, yeah. I love all the shit they do, like, putting three people through tables and shit. Like, that's so cool to me. I love it. Um, but then I'm also worried Rasmus Dahlin is going to get fucking powerbombed through a table by accident because they see, like, this scrawny Swedish kid walking around and then they're like, all right, put him up. And he just gets powerbombed through a table uh, and yeah, then, someone, someone's gonna snap Dalene in half. He's gonna go to the wrong Bills game. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, so l- before we wrap up, I know we've like pretend wrapped up like a hundred times, but uh, a couple of really quick things. Don't think on it. Just answer the question, okay? And if you have to explain it, explain it. But just a couple quick hits here, all okay. right? Thomas, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Where I'm does ready. Panarin end up next season? The Sharks. Okay. Good answer, Carter. I don't know why I fucking... I Carter, know. where does Panarin what? end up next season? Um, I don't know. Uh, like, first hit. All right, Ooh. Panarin to the Florida Panthers. <laughs> Love it. The Panthers? Uh, Blackhawks? Yeah, but that's actually like, not a... Wasn't his thing... Wasn't his thing, like, body of water? Like, he wanted to be by the ocean? So I was like, New York, uh, like... It was the whole thing with the modeling and body of water. People were saying New York or L.A. Yeah, I think. So I said, I said, I think he ends up with the Islanders. But whatever happened to that whole sad talk? (laughs) Sod talk or sad talk? So uh, so I have a friend, Mike Sad, S-A-A-D. Oh, you know what? You're probably not wrong on the pronunciation. Sorry for trying to go at you there, buddy. That's okay. It was a little reckless of me, but. Is, Is that dated? What's that? Is the Brendan Sad like dated or is that still No, not table? really. I mean, I think that that trade was like really bad. I'm not a big Brandon so Sad guy bad. myself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, and but you saying Chicago, like that'd be really interesting if they find a way to put uh, Panarin and Kane back together and then yeah. Taves has Sod, you know, and they've got Debrinkit there as well. And I really like John Hayden. Um, I really like Dylan Sakura. Like, I think that that Chicago could be a pretty good team next year. Who's that? Who's that dude? Connor Murphy. I like yeah. him. He's good. Connor Murphy was underrated last year. He played a lot of minutes for Chicago. Is actually not bad. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I, I like that. Um, yeah. Next question. Based on what we know, who do you think is going to? Or no. Let me start that question again. Based on what we've heard recently. 
where do we think that Brady Kachuk is going to be playing next year? In the NCAA, is he going to sign his ELC and play for London? Or is he going to hold out and go and play for Calgary? I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> where, where, where do you think he goes? Because I was reading some stuff on the drive home today. You meant, you meant Ottawa, right? Yeah. What did I say? Calgary. Oh yeah, his brother plays there. Okay, I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start brother. that again. No, 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 we got it. No, it's fine. I, I know what you meant, and I'm saying London. You're saying London. I'm saying London. He's gonna. He like it was already reported that he's gonna go. Like he said, I'm gonna go pro and sign my contract. Like that's what his agent's saying. I think the go pro part might be like misunderstood and be like I'm gonna go sign my contract and go pro by leaving the NCAA. So he's going to probably go sign maybe for or like when he says go pro, maybe he means going up to Muskoka with the fellas and get a GoPro going after a couple of wobbly pops, a <laughs> little bit of boogie boarding, yeah. that kind of shit. Maybe that's what he meant by GoPro. <laughs> See, he's not going to get any other coaching that he will get like under Yorkie in Boston. And I want him to stay in Boston. It'd be the best. Yeah, thing for him, totally. But- there's already reports that he's signing a contract. Yeah, but, so. like, we know that the London Knights are rigged. He's probably getting his ELC bonuses. Yo. <laughs> like, along with something under the table from fucking London. The be- oh, man. No, the, best, he- the best... Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say the best thing is that, like, Red Wings fans are going to go fucking crazy for Alec Regula because he plays... He's a defenseman for London, and he played a lot of minutes with Bouchard and got like decent amount of points was not on the power play, but he's going to get so many points next year because he's going to be playing with Bocas, Bouchard, possibly Bouchard. Well, no, because Bouchard is going to be playing with uh, Cates, kid, like the owner of Edmonton. Yeah. The curly headed fuck. He's going to play like, uh, yeah. Curly headed fuck. I'm just saying that like Regula is going to get like 60 points as a defenseman. And it's all just going to be like passing up to Brady Kachuk and him scoring. So it's going to be funny where, like, Red Wings fans are just creaming themselves over this guy, and he's basically, like... Luke well, Shane. yeah, and I think that London is going to have a pretty good squad next year because I don't, I don't think Liam Foodie's going anywhere. I think he'll still be playing for London next year. Yep. Uh, and Boquist is insane. Like, that that uh, decor uh, in, in London's going to be crazy with or without Bouchard. What were you saying, Carter? That, oh, I'm just... It's not even my, like my university hockey bias like he's playing with bigger guys faster guys um like it's i know i would just rather see like thomas see him stay in boston and get that like new in, new nhl training that like that type of loop dishes out um and he's going to be used to a lot quicker a lot more intense hockey game than like right or regressing and going to london yeah. Was it da- was David Quinn BU or BC? I'm s- he was BU, right? Mm. Uh, he, the new coach for the Rangers. I think uh, BU. I think because Jerry York is the, BC. That might that might affect it because then it's a new coach. Because so if you're going back B- to BU and it's a whole new coach and like you might want not want to deal with that if you're only there for yeah. A year. He plays for no, Boston University. Got, I don't know the coach he's though. Got, he's got two years left, doesn't he? Because huh? well, yeah, like yeah, but uh, he's if. I think he's really, really only has one year. Like he could play for the Suns next year if you really wanted to. Yeah. But like, I would just avoid that train wreck, even if you are. Well, that's an the NHL thing. You you either go to an, an OHL team or you go to an NHL team in like a desperate transition. Mm-hmm. 
like what's the lesser of yeah. the evils, right? Like stay in Boston where you're gonna get like world class training and like conditioning higher than London and arguably higher than you would get in Ottawa. Like he's he'd probably get no eyes in Ottawa or in, mm-hmm. like in regards to his conditioning. Yeah, and, yeah but I uh, think like, like from a conditioning standpoint though, like I think when you sign a contract with Ottawa because they don't have like their own gym or facility, you just you get like your little tag for good life fitness. You go in, you do your workouts, then you're on your way. No, they can't afford good life. They're like they're like on oh, planet, planet fitness. fitness, yeah. And uh, I mean or snap. They're like <laughs> if Kachuk doesn't play for Ottawa next year, who's gonna dish it to Mikel Bodker for him to miss wide? <laughs> no, Mikel Bodker's gonna shoot like twenty five percent next Holy. year. And then he's gonna get traded for a lot and then I'm just saying yeah. to Tuck to Chuck should stay at home. To Chuck. I love that you said to yeah. Chuck. Kachuk. 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 Sound like Don Cherry. All right, fellas. Uh, Thomas, before we wrap this up, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you're working on? Where can people email you? Is it still bionicle underscore rocks at hotmail.com? <laughs> what are, yeah. What's your list of fears? <laughs> your current home address? <laughs> <laughs> this is my sin number. You're like, uh, two? <laughs> K- Carter, are you drinking rose? That's all that's left. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. <laughs> a, little, a little desperate. Yeah, it's, it's been a Sunday, guys. You are such a booze bag. Hold, hold on, hold on. Chrissy, stay like that. Stay like that, Chrissy. One more time. This is what Chrissy's doing. Ah, <laughs> she's so bad. I love it. Just chugging a thing of rosé, my girl. Um, Thomas, where can people so, find your on. work? We're off, we're off the beer because one beer equals seven slices of bread. Oh. So I'm only I'm, I'm rationed Wait. to like one beer a month. Well, you okay? That's pretty cool. No, I haven't had a beer in a while. <laughs> it's just because I'm too lazy to go to the beer store. Get sparkling rosé, oh, buddy. Arguably, get, arguably get more delicious. From, have you ever got? Have you guys ever had hayals? No. It's a very Vancouver thing. Oh yeah, hayals. but I I learned I learned they're basically there's iced tea and vodka. Wow. But like. That sounds um, delicious. I learned that they're available in Ontario at beer stores. When you were in Vancouver, so, did you run into Eric at Branson? <laughs> I did. I literally, I ran yeah. into him and I got tangled in his What did, What was Eric at Branson saying? I couldn't hear him over his grit. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be a really funny like bit is like making up stories of like running into hockey players and like shit that they told <laughs> yeah. you that's like obviously not true. Did I ever tell you guys the time I ran into uh, Brent Burns? Yes. That's like one of the best yeah. pictures that I've ever seen. Isn't it like an on Yeah, it was, an, it was at an on route. So we, <laughs> he grew up playing hockey in Barrie. Um, and so I was like, oh, hey, Brent Burns. Like he used to come and like guest coach our hockey teams all the time and everything. And like totally wouldn't recognize me if he saw me. But... I was like, we walked in and I see him and he's basically like talking to his family and he's like, <laughs> no teeth, no teeth. And I looked at him and I was like, you're Brent Burns, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, sick tats, man. That's <laughs> sick. That's like and my connection like, to like hockey players and normies alike is I could be the biggest fucking dweeb in the world. They see my tats and they go, this guy is the fucking man. Because when I met Gabriel Landeskog, pretty cool, he said, 
nice tats, man. And I said, I fucking love you, buddy. No, I didn't say that, but he did compliment my tats. Isn't he, he has like a full sleeve. Uh, I don't know. He, Some players are sneaky with that. Yeah, like uh, Carlson and uh, Green with those hand tatties. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny covered? was helping Travis Dermott recently at work, and Travis Dermott was asking Danny uh, how much his tattoos hurt because I guess Dermott's got that entry-level bonus kicking in, and he's getting tatted up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like that Marner getting that, uh, that fucking lion. Why are all the players getting no, lions? No, doesn't Matthews have the lion? I, swear I think both of them might have thing. the lion. Marner has something on it. Marner has something on his like forearm now. Every hockey guy okay. that I grew up with has their name on their shoulder blades and a lion on their forearm. Okay, shoulder blades is hockey, and then it's like forearm is name is like Oshawa. <laughs> no, here's the twist, fellas. I saw a guy at the movie theater a couple nights ago who had the Hockey Canada logo, but like as like oh, a fuck. skin tear type tattoo. You guys know what oh, that is, no. obviously. Yeah. And it was like the yeah. Hockey Canada logo, and I was like, holy fuck, buddy. But does he bleed blue? He like didn't Carlson. say, although I, sh- I should have asked him, honestly. What is like the the like best worst tattoo that you've seen recently oh oh i saw some prison tats on a bus where it said like (laughs) some fuck (laughs) it's like on the back of like some girl some poor girl's shoulder blade and it was like number one oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. i I didn't know that you were riding a bus with wayne gretzky (laughs) (laughs) no that was paulina oh paulina right She's nice though. Um, Wayne Gretzky's family seems nice. He seems like an asshole. There's there's a guy at my work. I hope I actually no, I shouldn't. No, you should. He doesn't listen. No, th- there's people at work that listen though and I don't want to out him. But this guy's such a beauty. I love him. He's I can't I don't know if I can out him like this. Just out him, man. It'll be funny. He'll probably understand. Alright, well so I've only seen like one picture of it. And I'm not sure if it was, like, it's there or not, but it says determined on his collarbone. Mm-hmm. And it has two, like, stars. And I was like, that's a very, like, you know what? I'm, like, 19, 21. I'm going to get a sick tat. I watched American Pie growing up. Yeah. And I think it's the sickest tattoo. Quick little tattoo story. So we'll end this episode like we ended last episode talking about tattoos. But... Um, I don't know if you, you know him, Carter, obviously, Thomas, you don't know him, but, uh, one of my buddies growing up, Sean Marks, when we were 19 or 20, uh, Pat Bear again, another one of my friends, uh, his girlfriend, Amanda was a tattoo artist. So she used to tattoo us all the time. And that's why all the tattoos on my legs are fucked. But she, uh, one time we were like messing around with Sean and we were like, yeah, we should all get matching tattoos. And Sean's like, yeah, yeah, we should. And, you know, just a little bit of backstory. Sean was going through like a rough breakup. Things weren't going so well for him. And he got a tattoo of script on his on his calf. Like I have the same one. And he's like, listen, if I got bros before hoes tattooed on my leg, would you guys get it? (laughs) And Pat and I are like. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. We would get that. For sure we would. So he gets the tattoo, bros before hoes, tattooed on his leg. It is still there to this day. 
And then Pat and I back out. We're like, yo, fuck that, man. Why would you ever fucking get that tattooed on your leg? Like, totally fuck with this guy, right? So his tattoo says bros before hoes. Pat says in the same spot just the word friendship. And mine says that's what she said. And... (laughs) So, oh, no. uh, so years later, Sean has been hiding this this tattoo from his parents because all it's going to take is one trip to the beach and his mom and dad see bros before hoes tattooed on his son, like on their son's leg. Like that's so bad. And it's even more bad now, obviously. We we're a little bit less PC back then. And anyways, his parents find out and they're like, that's it. You have to remove it. You have to cover it. There's no way you can have that too. That, that tattoo is so disrespectful, all this shit. So funny. And anyways, so a couple of years ago, he signed up for this contest on Vice's Canadian website. Uh, and the contest was like, send us a photo of your terrible tattoo and we will give you the money to like basically cover it or get it laser removed and he won oh wow yeah so he won the contest and all three of our tattoos were like side by side on vice's website and then he took the money and spent it on beer he still has the tattoo to this day (laughs) it is like the ultimate g move uh it's like (laughs) such a bad tattoo like if his oh and the best part about the tattoo fuck i can't believe i almost forgot this bros before hose is spelt b r o apostrophe s uh. before hose h o e apostrophe s so it's bro is before ho is <laughs> oh my god anyways oh my god. it's like such a bad tattoo not very woke obviously not cool but in, intern Thomas, if you want to get matching tattoos with Chris and I, we're still waiting to get a, a skull with a hockey helmet on it. Yeah, we are doing that. I'm actually... <laughs> that's pretty... That's I almost good. got tattooed a couple of days ago. I have, like, all this room on top of my wrist, and I'm just going to get hoser and, like, the sickest script. And, like, the O is going to be smoking a cigarette as well. But just the way I've designed <laughs> it, you guys will have to see when it's all done, but... I was going to say, don't get the hockey helmet. That's my birthday gift to you. So. Oh, we'll do it soon. My birthday's in February, so it's not like you're well, late no, for that. It's long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Thomas, this is the real wrap-up. Yeah. Where can people find all your amazing work uh, and especially some of the YouTube videos that you're still doing as a grown adult with uh, Bionicle? Where can people find that? So my Bionicle fan page is Bionicle. <laughs> underscore um, rocks. <laughs> underscore uh no uh on twitter i have no salary retained retained without the last e if that's complicated um on wings nation and leafs nation i have stuff coming out soon all preparing for the season and i will be writing like crazy this season so i guess yeah just my writings and stupid tweets I love it. Your tweets are, are always hilarious, so people should definitely yeah. smash that follow button. Uh, Carter, I'm like I'm like two follows away from 300. Whoa, so. big man! Moving on up in the world, uh, big big time. Have I'm they sent you the time. verified email yet, or? No, I haven't gotten my platinum button yet. But you got to um, keep working towards it, buddy. Uh, Carter, <laughs> where can people find uh, photo like those explicit photos that we talked about a little while ago? True, sweet guy, uh, sixty nine. 
No, my Twitter's just Carter Lupel, as is my Instagram. Um, new story, though. Our dogs now have an Instagram. <laughs> it, please, please promo your pet's okay. Instagram on the host. Yeah, I, Are we promo? Because I will promo the shit out of my pet's yeah, Instagram. You both say, have that, Instagrams <laughs> for yeah, your we're, pets? We're You're that, not following Fern? We're that white. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> I love Balto, I love Ace, and I love Fern, but there's absolutely no way that I'm endorsing <laughs> that. Although I could probably do like an Instagram or at least like on a, like a SoundCloud for all the time Banshee yells into the microphone. So I, was gonna say. I could just slap an auto tune on there and put a beat behind it. It'd be sick. Uh, I'm still on a uh, social media hiatus, but uh, I have a feeling I'll be lifting that uh, momentarily. You guys know that Twitter stresses me the fuck out. Uh, It'd probably just be Fleming Knights. <laughs> yeah, I got to come up with a yeah. cool. I got to come up with a new cool um, Twitter handle. Maybe you guys can help me with that. Do either of you guys have a recommendation? Uh, well, you're a Fleming Knights coach, so maybe you can be Sir Kilsey. Wow. Hmm. Sir Stanford Kilsey. Oh. Okay. It's a pretty good oh, one. There we go. Maybe just Kilsey. Thomas, do you have one? Um. Oh, uh, no. Or uh, cr- I Chris. Know. I was going to say something, but it's like, it's, yeah. I Chris know. Killings yeah. woke. Mm, that won't fit yeah. alright guys I'm wrapping this up we are at the almost two hour mark I think this will make it the longest episode definitely the funniest episode in my opinion because I laughed for almost two hours straight thanks for oh, joining shit. us guys we'll be back next week we have a guest lined up for next week that Carter doesn't know about oh actually wait can we talk about the guest that we have uh, sure. We, well, we can talk about both of them because I have one lined up as well. Okay, let's talk about your guest because mine is still, I'm just trying to finalize it. Uh, this is a pretty exciting guest that we have uh, for next week. Carter, what can you tell us about our um, guest for next week's episode? Um, so we're going to invite Lexi Hoffmeyer on and she played for the Toronto Fury of the CWHL. Um, she was drafted in the first round by the Fury. Um, she played five seasons with them and then went on to actually coach with them. And she had uh, the head coach position, I believe, this past season or the last or the back half of last season. So we're going to dive into a little different of a subject matter and talk about women's hockey next week. Yeah, I'm excited about That's that. Cool. I'll be honest. I don't know too much. I've, I watch yeah. women's hockey whenever it's on TV because it's super exciting and I've been to a couple games. Um, well, I, I told her, I was like, you know what? All I know about is the Clarkson Cup, so I'm going to have to do my reading. Yeah, and, and she's, there's one... What were you going to say, Thomas? There's one... I forget this one person is doing... Um, now I'm, like, furiously trying oh, to find I, it on Twitter. Oh, I know who, you, um, who you're talking about. Ali- okay, it's Alyssa. Alyssa is Alyssa's tweeting, and she does all the stats stuff for um women's hockey i think it's more nwhl yeah okay because um well thomas even if you want to sit in or like be a part of that one we're going to be recording that one in the city yeah thomas actually that'd be Uh, cool if you want to join us for that live in person yeah we're going to record it in person because i think it'll just be a little bit more natural that way um, and we, we can record it in my office. We have uh, lots of board. Rooms. I have. I'm. I'm the intern. I have to get coffee and take pictures. For producer. This producer yeah. Thomas. Intern Thomas. Producer. Uh, yeah. I'll just interject. Be like, yo, that's dope. <laughs> we'll be like, ah, oh. <laughs> but their course he sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love talking about CWHL. Let's see what producer Thomas thinks. 
<laughs> Bionicles. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm wrapping this. This is like the podcast that almost ends, and then we're like, oh, we still have a few more jokes left in us. Uh, okay, so look out for that episode. We look forward to that interview. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can, as always, follow along on our SoundCloud. I changed the URL to something a little funnier a couple of weeks ago. So now you can go to soundcloud.com slash takeoff, you hosers. You see, because it's kind of our thing. Uh, And then you can also subscribe, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. And that's about it. Thanks for joining us. We will see you guys in a week. Thanks. Thanks.